Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. Hello and welcome to homeschool.com's homeschooling and loving it podcast. This is episode 29 and today we are talking about anxiety. Right now, there are two things really at the forefront of our minds. Number one, to protect ourselves and our loved ones from getting sick. And number two, to protect ourselves and our loved ones from anxiety and fear. Throw in learning at home and working from home and all of the other things. And it's a mix that really is ripe for stress and anxiety. But today, I want to focus on dealing with anxiety in our children. As adults, we can process and understand current events, but our children often lack the ability to completely make sense of the situation. Adding to their confusion is also the endless conversation that's ever present on television, radio, social media. Even though they may not be directly watching or listening to these outlets, they're overhearing what their parents listen to. So to understand how your child is doing or how they're handling their anxiety, there are a few symptoms of anxiety that you can watch for. Sometimes these symptoms can be confused with troublesome behavior when in reality, they are a response to the fear and stress that they may be feeling. So we can look out for outbursts or obstinate behavior, impatience, temper tantrums, withdrawal, lack of motivation, extreme competitiveness, persistent worry, fidgeting, headaches, stress, irritability, lack of appetite, headaches, stomach aches, inability to sleep, excessive sleeping, potty problems, and and any other change that may be out of the ordinary for our children. If you notice that your child has any of these symptoms, it's a good idea to gently work into a conversation about how they're feeling. And there are some other things that you can do, but it's really important to begin to try to address this, make them feel relaxed and safe and loved and use open conversation to do it. But I was doing some research and came across the Anxiety and Depression Association of America's website. And they actually had a really good article on um, how to talk to your child about the coronavirus and crisis situations. And so I'm going to go through a few of things, the things they suggest, and I've kind of added my own twist to them. But the first thing they suggest is to model calmness. We can do this by dealing with our own anxiety and fears first, obviously, dealing with them in a healthy manner, and then modeling that, being an example of that to our children. The second thing we can do is to maintain normalcy. And we can do this by trying to keep a consistent schedule or a daily routine. And we all know that our children usually thrive on routine and having a good habit, daily habit. So consistency gives them that sense of safety. And if a lot of things in their life have been thrown off kilter, of course they're gonna feel anxious or stressed because of that um, sense of, of off kilterness. So 
having normalcy, having a routine in place, this gives them a sense of safety. Um, and doing something every day, a habit every day, sitting around doing nothing is just only gonna make it worse. The third thing we can do is actively listen to our children. It's very important we get our children talking about what they're feeling and you know, that's just it. Getting them talking about it, letting them talk, letting them voice their concerns and opinions and ask their questions. Let them do the talking. Uh, number four, we can validate their feelings. So as we're listening to, their, to our children talk about their concerns, it's very important that we validate their emotions and feelings. Don't tell them they're silly or they shouldn't think that way, but let them know that it is common to feel that way. It's common to be worried or concerned. If you have shared their feelings, let them know that you share their feelings as well. And as you validate their feelings, it opens that door for communication about ways to deal with those emotions and feelings. Number five, know the facts. And I mean the facts. Um, so as we speak to our children about their concerns and feelings, and we begin to answer their questions, we can share the truth with them, the facts. And so if they're worried about something that really isn't a fact, we need to let them know, no, 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 that's not the truth. This is the facts. This is what important. And it's so important to share good news as well as some of the bad news that we've been hearing. So let them ask their questions, answer them with the facts. If they're older children, we can even direct them to a reliable source of information. If they're younger children, just encourage them in a good, healthy way. But I found a really great YouTube channel today. I just have to share with you guys. It was created by John Krasinski, that actor that played in The Office and in the movie The Quiet Place. But his YouTube channel is entitled Some Good News. And he really does an amazing job with finding good news and inspiring stories about the world crisis that we face today. So if you have a minute, hop over there and watch it. It's definitely gonna bring a smile to your face, even though it is usually about uh, the crisis that we're in, it's good news. All right, number six, we don't, we want to limit excessive reassurance. You know, I understand we all want to reassure our children, want to make sure that they know that they're safe, but at the same time, over reassurance is just, it's not the facts. It's not giving your children a truthful face or a truthful front on this situation. So don't over or excessively reassure them, but just give them the facts and do reassure them. All right, number seven, we need to teach our children some relaxation strategies if they are stressed or they feel tension. What does help them to relax? Um, help them find out way, find ways about themselves that enable themselves to relax. So help them to think about that. Does breathing slowly help them? Does listening to calming music help them? Does playing something fun, doing something with the family? Find what helps them to relax and calms them. Number eight, make it fun. I came across a great book today um, for kids on the coronavirus. It's a free download and it's a perfect way to introduce a conversation about the virus and what it does and what it does and how people how it makes people sick, what they do to get better. And um, so anyway, it's a great resource to open again that conversation and I'm going to include links and info about it in the show notes. Number nine, monitor your child. So it's, it's important not to just have one conversation about this situation, but to daily monitor how they're doing to keep track on their levels, their stress levels, and to be, the, be there for them if 
they need our assistance. Number 10, limit media exposure. Now, I know some people who leave the news on the television all day long. Just think what that does to our children. Um, even if they aren't actively watching it, they're hearing it. It's in their thoughts. It's in the background. And I don't know about you, but I can't handle that. So I know my children wouldn't be able to. So take a break from the media. Maybe just listen to the news or uh, information updates when the kids aren't around. It's probably a good idea for all of us. Number 11, focus on the positive. So make sure that your children understand that though there have been some deaths, not all people who get the virus will die. Most have mild symptoms and they recover well. Focus on the positive things that have happened since the quarantine. And like I mentioned, the Some Good News channel on YouTube, watch that. That's gonna, that really will bring a smile to your face and it will be a positive aspect. And then focus on positive things that have happened even within your own home and your own family. What have been some good things that have come from this? Talk about them. Have you been able to spend more quality time with your family? Um, have you been able to do some fun family projects? So look for some positive things and then be grateful. Model gratefulness. Be the example of gratefulness and gratitude to your children. You know, when we practice daily gratitude, it really does change our perspective. Number 12, find ways to help others. Anxiety is often alleviated when we focus on other people's needs instead of our own. It really is good to help our children find ways to think about people who are less fortunate than us, people who are struggling more. And then when they can focus on helping them, they get their mind off themselves. Well, those are my tips for today. And I hope that some of them may help you help your children work through the situation that we're facing right now. And even though we're in the situation, we're all facing and dealing with fear and anxiety on different levels, it might look different for each of us. But as we do our best to work through this difficult time, I wanna let you know that all of us at homeschool.com are here for you. If you need help or have a question, please feel free to contact me at jamie.gaddy at homeschoolconnect.com. I'd love to help you and answer any questions that you might have. And I wish you health and safety with grace and joy, Jamie.